we are expecting to hear today from the uh, housing minister, Sean Frazier, and he will uh, apparently announce the Liberals' plans to relaunch a program that um, was pretty successful back in the day, and that is building, you know, these wartime homes. The idea was to get soldiers returning from war into homes, and uh, back in those days, 50,000 of them were built across the country by the feds, and it was affordable housing. After World War II, these are small houses, about 900 feet, square feet, Small lots, and they all look the same. But, you know, in, in crises, in times of them, we need wartime actions. And that was the advice to the liberals back in the summer, once upon a time, when cabinet was meeting in Charlottetown, and they were trying to come up with a plan on how to deal with a crisis that seemed to catch them off guard. And the CHMC saying, look, we need 3.5 million homes by 2030, and, and we just, there's no way we're going to get to them. So the advice given was from a guy named Mike Moffat, Senior Director of Policy and Innovation over at the Smart Prosperity Institute, and he said, bluntly, you got to get wartime housing. He joins us now. Good to have you, sir. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, so I saw your big hurrah on Twitter. I thought, well, they're moving on something. So you went and you were asked for your expertise on how to get built housing built quickly, and what was that conversation like? Well, I, we uh, gave them a, a number of ideas uh, in the, in the summer. Uh, we uh, a number of us uh, groups got together uh, and put out something called the National Housing Accord, which is a series of uh, recommendations to the federal government. And we had everyone from builders to developers to investors to homelessness advocates uh, come up with a series of suggestions. And this uh, one is uh, reintroducing the catalog of designs was, I think, recommendation seven on the list. And it's nice to see them uh, move on it. Well, you know, the reality is successive governments have not built housing in this country. And and we are in a lot of trouble. We have millions of people coming in, certainly to Ontario, by, you know, 2030 to 2020, 2040, in the next couple of decades. And and we don't have enough infrastructure to, to... at the very least, house people, um, and so it's needed. And so what's the suggestion and what, what, what is the reality of how much we could build of this wartime housing? Because it's very simplistic housing, right? Like it's cookie-cutter housing. Yeah, so, so how this catalog uh, would work is that it would be a series of designs, and this is not something new. The, the, the federal government had this starting in 1947 and, and going through, through the 1970s, that it's a, it's a set of blueprints uh, that builders and developers could choose from, and they would be designed in such a way that they would be sort of easy to put together. Uh, they wouldn't be labor-intensive uh, to build. Um, you know, you can make them, you know, certain levels of energy efficiency or, or so on. Mm-hmm. And the, the benefits to this, uh, first of all, it's just it's a lot cheaper because you're not paying, you know, for sets of architectural right. designs over and over Sort of, uh, you know, uh, allows you to develop scale. But one of the big advantages is it helps fast track the approvals process because uh, whether it be municipal approvals or CMHC approvals, that they're not treating these things as unique projects, that they get approved once uh, and then you can just replicate them over and over. And, you know, absolutely they can be sort of 900 square foot homes, but. I think the federal government should go beyond that. So, for example, you know, we're seeing uh, fourplexes get legalized all over the place, but nobody really has that many fourplex designs. So the, the, the federal government could 
have these designs, give them away for free as a way to really cut costs of building and speed up approval processes. And where would these houses go? Because I'm thinking, okay, you have to be able to design communities. You don't want a community that's all the same house. I think people would probably get not be very happy with that. But how would where would they go and how would it work as far as designing communities around them? Yeah, absolutely. So it could it, it could work basically how uh, neighborhoods are, are designed now. So you think of a, a typical suburban neighborhood where you know you might have six or seven uh, different uh, different models out there, and the you know the uh, the builder kind of builds uh, which one that ever people want. It's kind of the, the same thing that you know you would have you know multiple house designs uh, in this catalog, and builders and developers could be free to choose those, or they can continue building whatever they like. So you know nothing sort of a requirement here. Uh, it's just a way that if a builder or developer wants to speed up a, a, a process and build something that's a little bit labor, less labor-intensive, those blueprints are already available to them at, at free or nominal charge. And the big key to this would be cutting all that permitting and all the, the delays that you get with zoning and all that stuff. Save about 12 months on buildings. So theoretically, you, you could have, I guess, in a, in a perfect world, a lot of these things built within a year. Well, ideally, yeah. Now, it's going to take time, obviously, to put, to put these uh, catalogs together, but particularly for something like a, a six-story uh, mid-rise type, type apartment, you know, everything from the municipal approvals to getting uh, finance and insurance from the CMHC can take years and years. So, you know, this could easily cut a year or more uh, off, of that, uh, off of that process. So, you know, these things aren't going to get built overnight, but it's going to be substantial time savings, and, and time is money. So, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a way to really drive uh, affordability in this market, again, assuming that uh, government is, is able to implement this well. Yeah, I mean, they actually have to pull the trigger. But you said that there were builders in that meeting. And one thing I hear about builders is that we don't have enough of them, right? And so what was the feedback from them? Well, uh, so, you know, can't, <laughs> can't tell uh, tales of the church. But right. overall, I, you know, I, I think the response that we're uh, hearing from builders and developers is that they're happy to have this because it creates some options that if a builder doesn't want to use anything from that catalog, they're not required to. So, uh, but if, if they, they want to choose to, to go into this market, and it's a way for builders and developers to get into markets that they haven't used in the past, and that could be, Again, anything from uh, fourplexes to building, you know, six-story mid-rise mass timber apartments. So it's just a way uh, to, to allow builders and developers to, to increase the types of uh, types of units that they're building. Right, but but we do have a shortage in this area of construction workers, and um, and so the big hindrance I think is going to be, you know, it's one thing to get the program up and running, but if we can't get the labor in it still poses the same problem. Like we have more than one problem and they're all colliding at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And again, the catalog actually helps with that quite a bit, or at least if it's done correctly, uh, because the, the designs that go into the catalog should be made in a way that they're easier to put together, uh, that uh, having what we call labor-efficient designs are important. So absolutely, that is probably the number one bottleneck for yeah. us for, to reaching our, our housing ambitions. But if we do this uh, correctly, that actually helps with that, that, you know, we can cut down on the man hours needed to build a home by 20 or 30 percent 
if we had the right types of design. Right. And look, I'm looking at uh, the prices. Uh, they were talking about this in um, the Waterloo region, but we're looking at a price tag of about 821000 just in that region. So what would you set the price of one of these things in Toronto? Well, it would be, uh, you know, inc- still be incredibly expensive because uh, obviously it's not just the, the, the design cost, uh, but it's, you know, also the land cost. So, you know, there's there's a lot of further things that are, are needed to, to produce the land. But the important thing to note here is it's not gov- government isn't the one building these things, or at least it doesn't well, We'd never get anything built if that were the case. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just a catalog that uh, that a builder or developer could choose from, or, you know, like back in the 1950s, you know, uh, an average person could go to the catalog and go, Ooh, I, I really like that. And then go to a company and say, Hey, I've got this land. Can you build this for me? Uh, can you build this for me right here? So, you know, that would uh, certainly go a long way. By the way, why was it stopped? Why did it become like a non thing? Was it just that people decided to go into a different aesthetic and they just became out of fashion? What was the reason that those blueprints went away? Yeah, I, I think over time uh, the catalog, you know, the catalog was uh, was updated every year. But I think some of the designs were, were getting stale. Uh, we had uh, in the 1970s, uh, late 1970s, you know, building starts started to fall off because of a series of of recessions. So this thing kind of just fell by the wayside. It, you know, wasn't uh, was felt like it wasn't needed at the time, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> you know, our conditions look a lot more like the ones at the end of the world, uh, world War II. So, you know, we introduced it back then, worked back then, and I think it would today. Yeah, well, we got to get something going and uh, with urgency. So appreciate you breaking that down. Thank you. Thank you for having me. There Take you care. go. That is uh, Mike Moffat, who um, this was one of his recommendations to the Liberal government when the cabinet met back in September looking for solutions to a crisis that is going to take time to, to you know, solve. Will this be the thing? I'm going to open the phones a little later. Would this interest you? Because I think there are people that will say, I'd buy one of those. Maybe it's an entryway to the market for millennials. But there will be the nimbiers, no question about it. I don't want that thing there, no. I don't think they have a voice anymore.